Yeah, so how did you figure out business on the way? You know, a lot of these people that go to school for business aren't running 350 people companies. So how did you figure out business, you know? <laughs> whether you are a, a business major or not, two things you look at, right? Whether you are making progress as an organization, number one. Number two, uh, you were uh, profit and loss. As a leader, you know, running a 350 uh, employee company, mm -hmm. what has your experience been like and what, what do you prefer? For July of this year, we were in two small offices where we asked them, we asked our employees to work from home. When we switched to the new office, we started asking them to come to work. Krishna, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast with me. Can you tell the audience a little bit about what you do? Yes, uh, I manage a, a global uh, a consulting organization, software development and a consulting organization, right? You know, we have our own suite of products uh, and uh, we have our offices in uh, here in US, UK, India, and uh, we just started in uh, Sri Lanka. Uh, mm. and all these operations um, from a founder slash CEO. Yeah, that's that's what I do. That's awesome. So can you talk about um, how you scale up? You know, you uh, actually, first of all, how many employees do you have? We have 350 plus employees right now. Wow, that's amazing. So what was that like, you know, scaling to that size of, uh, that's a lot of people, you know, that's not going to fit in one room. <laughs> so how did you, the story about how you scaled up to that point? Yes, yes, definitely. So my background uh, is to start with, I'm an electrical and electronics engineer, no link to computers, but I had the passion from college itself. Um, talking about 1987 to 91. So that's the time I, I graduated in 91. Uh, but, uh, you know, I always liked the computers when Windows was just, uh, I think, over 1.0 or 2.0. It's not even, uh, you know, we used to use the clock this way. Right? So from there, uh, you know, got into this uh, Oracle area, right? And then uh, tried to implement, Oracle. I mean, tried to, I mean, I was a developer on some of these things. And then I realized, you know, it's important to start my own, right? Mm -hmm. So I migrated to US in the year uh, 1997, and uh, I always uh, loved to start my own firm and uh, have my own, uh, you know, uh, DreamWorks, uh, bring them bring them to the reality, right? That's the that's the whole, goal. and that's just like uh, that's the American dream, you know. So started my own in uh, 90, 2006. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I started, I noticed the gap, uh, there is always a gap in the uh, industry, in the services industry, especially. Uh, and there are big players like a Deloitte, Infosys, Accenture and all this. And uh, at the same time, there are middle level players. Uh, but I wanted to start somewhere there and bring it to this. Uh, this is not the end, of course, you know, we wanted to grow a lot more. Uh, we want to have at least uh, 5K resources uh, across the globe, right? So, uh, but uh, how how I feel about it is it's fantastic journey. Learned a lot of things, made many mistakes, but uh, always uh, uh, learned something uh, on it. So that's uh, every time I make a mistake, I always know uh, 
the great lesson there, but uh, definitely uh, enjoying the journey right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, it didn't seem like you had any formal business uh, training or schooling, right? Nothing. Electrical engineering. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, I was a programmer, yeah. Yeah. So how did you figure out business on the way? You know, a lot of these people that go to school for business aren't running 350 people companies. So how did you figure out business, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's, a, uh, you know, what it was uh, is the end of the day, you know, uh, whether you are a uh, a business major or not, two things you look at, right? Whether you are making progress as an organization, number one. Number two, uh, your uh, profit and loss, right? You know, are we making money or not? Uh, are we adding any value to the customers, right? You know, the major part, um, you know, for some, some time, maybe we were struggling a bit, but at the end of the day, if you take care of your customers, you win your business automatic and the word of mouth. And the organization we built has no sales rep in the organization. So we came to this point with just the referrals uh, and our mm-hmm. customers love our work. And uh, we give them, uh, they are our top priority, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so th- that's our uh, overall thought process. You make your customers successful, you become successful. It's, that's the simple mantra uh, we followed. And that, that seemed to work. And... Uh, uh, the second thing is, you know, when you are running a shop like this, you always have worries, right? Something is going wrong. But uh, I, I read one simple uh, quote uh, from, uh, I think, uh, uh, it's it's about worry, right? Mm. And, uh, I, I think it's from uh, Dalai Lama, right? You know, mm. it's like, uh, the quote says, uh, if you can solve the problem, why worry about it? If you can't mm-hmm. solve the problem, what's the point in worrying about it? I felt mm-hmm. that was the, uh, you know, silver bullet, right? So uh-huh. end of the day, you you get to it when you see, uh, you know, end of the day, you're going to solve the problem, right? If you mm-hmm. can't, you can't. That's, and uh, that's the path we firmly believed and uh and the four things we focus is the one of the major things is uh, culture. Culture in the organization make everyone accountable, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, integrity make sure uh, everyone follows our core values and uh, do the best for the customer and the colleagues, right? Mm-hmm. And another one uh, uh, is uh, rapport, building the rapport with the customers, uh, partners, and all that. That's why. We have our four core values coming from our uh, first let you know those four letters of right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and uh, innovation is one of the main things. We built prob- we built five products uh, from COVID nineteen. Mm, wow! And some of these products gave us almost hundred plus customers. And these are oh. enterprise customers, not the consumers. Consumer pro- mm-hmm. it's not a consumer product; it's an enterprise product. So. That's what uh, we did, and it, it seemed to work. It seemed mm-hmm. to work. Make uh, your you know team accountable, and mm-hmm. don't do day day to day stuff. Just uh, have your uh, you know the uh, controls in place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a big learning curve. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I I I was with uh, Vistage, a group called Vistage during that time. I learned a uh, lot of things in a Stanford program. 
So that helped me quite a bit on uh, how to untangle some of these uh, complex things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. So how you mentioned culture there and the importance of team. Um, how do you attract, you know, how do you train and how do you really retain your top talent? Yes. So, um, you know, end of the day, everyone has to live their lives, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, what we believe in is not the transactional relationship. Yeah, I pay you 200K, you lead this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. That will fall off if someone, you know, uh, gives them 250K, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about uh, the bonding of the team and uh, uh, we we are keen on not making these relationships transactional. It's more of a, uh, you know, the true partnerships. We are in this game together, and we when we get there, we get to when we get there all together, right? You know mm-hmm. that that's the that's the thought process we brought. And the top talent, fortunate enough to get uh, some of the big guys are coming from major organizations, right? So some of the big five firms are, you know. Our top management is also coming from different big firms. It's all mm-hmm. all because of the common shared values we all have, and mm-hmm. uh, not uh, not so much with uh, the salaries. It, it's about uh, the challenges we are going to solve. Right? That's the that's, mm-hmm. that's what really attracted them, and uh, that's how we built these five products in uh, less than uh, three years, and. Mm-hmm. They are, you know, popular in the market already, mm-hmm. and and we don't have sales reps. <laughs> That's a, mm-hmm. it's not a it's not a uh, great thing that not having, but we want to see. Uh, so our approach was, I, you know, I thought this may be helpful for us uh, is have one entry level product where you know you sell it to your customer. But all these customers are minimum nine hundred million are up. 800 million dollar customers mm-hmm. revenues are at that level sell them a 550 dollar license and give them a trial version ask them to buy it after three weeks mm-hmm. uh, that shows our confidence of the product number one number two it also gives us uh, a customer without spending too much on our sales mm-hmm. in the market uh, it's all, you know, they can download, try it for three weeks and say, okay, we like this tool, we want to have purchase. <clears throat> so that mm-hmm. is our uh, starting point, right? That's how, that's ah. how we, we grew from seven customers to 10 customers to almost 130, 140 customers in less than, and these are all enterprise customers, not the, mm-hmm. right, you know, and they are, from different uh, continents, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. So it sounds like you created some sort of hook, right? You created some sort of free trial, free offer for people to really experience your product. Yeah. And then once they purchase, you know, that very small, low ticket item, you then have other products in the back end that you can sell them later. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things. And all of our products are not our dream works. We we did a uh, lot of, uh, uh, you know, like a study on what are the, you know, now you know the trend is most of them are trying to go to cloud, right? Mm-hmm. 
all our five products help our customers to uh, augment their cloud journey. Mm-hmm. What it is, right? You know, and we know where the gaps are, and all those gaps. You know, there are several gaps at a um, you know individual contributor level, all the way up to the CFOs or you know that level, right? You know, so there are different things uh, that uh, are that need to be addressed when you are taking a comfortable on-premise solution to the cloud, correct? So, and these are all enterprise applications, uh, not like, a, you know, so we, we do some of our products uh, are taking those, some of those business objects, when I say business objects, like a suppliers, customers, uh, or employees, not the database lift and shift or the system lift and shift. It's all the, you know, we have to have that subject matter expertise to take them from one to other. And we need to know the, uh, you know, uh, knowledge of both the systems. So the mm-hmm. tool we build, uh, one of them is a convert, right? It is, we know when uh, customers are going to cloud, it's not just from one ERP. We took multiple ERPs. You can, def- you can even have your own custom solution that would mm-hmm. take you from, uh, you are a legacy ERP to Oracle Cloud without writing a code. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So that's what we did. A really good relationship with you. So what are ways that you guys, you know, implement relationship building? You know, how do you do that? What does that look like? What does that practice look like? First of all, your practice begins with the hiring. We need to identify the like-minded people who think just like us, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because at the end of the day, if you want the boat to go in a different, di- in a one direction, everyone needs to think the same way. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's the first thing we started with uh, identifying the right resources uh, for our organization. Like mm-hmm. just the core, I mean, skill set can be trained, but not the, uh, uh, not the attitude or uh, towards the work or the, towards the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, be, you know, it cannot change. Right. So those are the things we picked first. Second thing uh, we have done uh, in our organization is we built many challenging things. Like uh, we have idea labs, you know, we work, uh, you know, we have competitions within the organization that will take up to a level where, uh, you know, they come up with a product idea. And uh, we fund within, I mean, we are a bootstrap company. We don't take Mm -hmm. any funding from any, so far we didn't take, but we build our own, uh, uh, our own team with our own uh, resources and our own. (laughs) Okay. So that's, uh, that's one of the things. So that is how uh, we do several things. Employee engagement is the biggest thing in our organization. We engage them pretty much uh, every other, uh, every, every day, pretty much. We try to work with them. We provide uh, all the services uh, which are typically offered by a big employers, but uh, we do several things. For example, you take we have an office in Hyderabad, right? Resources come from different places. We have our own bus that takes them all the way from the, you know, for our organization, it's, it's not required, but we mm-hmm. care about our people. So what we did is we put a bus at a metro station and they pick up these resources and drop them. And mm-hmm. we have, uh, you know, evening, you know, we make sure our resources are 
you know, we have, you know, they can play games, you know, like a ping pong and all these. Mm-hmm. And uh, you you bring in that cool factor, right? Number one. Mm-hmm. And second thing is you truly care about them. Don't act like, you know, we are uh, we are taking care of you, but you are not doing anything in action, right? So we always made sure uh, they're, uh, you know, they are respected for their work. They are treated equally. And anyone can walk into my room without any issue when I'm here or uh, India, they, they just can walk into my room and talk to me what they are thinking of, what their issues are. <clears throat> it's a open uh, door, right? You know, someone mm-hmm. can talk to anybody without any filters and say, well, this is what I have. This I don't like this one. And uh, we always encourage that in our team. And mm-hmm. uh, we always have these alliance meeting where we communicate what we are doing, the way they are not walking blind. And mm-hmm. uh, we are. Uh, and uh, these are the things. Engage, engage our employees as much as possible, and uh, make sure they are taken care. And uh, we celebrate every event um, mm. uh, we have. We can celebrate, right? That's mm. we build that culture, and we always encouraged our team to look at innovation. <clears throat> if you are doing the same thing for the last one month and noticed no place for improvement, we have a problem there. So mm-hmm. we always ask our team to look for improvement. How how can we improve uh, on our timing, our efficiency, you know, improve, get to the efficiencies more often, right? So that's how mm-hmm. whether they're in a HR process or they're in a solving product problem or going to the customer service, all those we focus on uh, improvements. If we are not mm-hmm. improved, if we are not improving, that means we are stagnating, right? Mm-hmm. That simple. We are stagnating right after you stop improving. So mm-hmm. that's how that's how we looked at it. And uh, I am uh, lucky enough to have my team who really support me. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, and it all began with uh, hiring the right people in the right mm-hmm. place. Right. Absolutely. <clears throat> You shared a lot of great things there. Um, one of the things I'm curious about is you mentioned that when you're interviewing people, you want to make sure that they're thinking like what you guys believe in. Mm-hmm. And so first of all, what do you guys believe in? What are you looking for? Mm-hmm. Um, and then number two is how do you know that they believe in the same thing? Yes. So um, so a lot of times um, we, we have three, diff- I mean, we have like a, four different things we perform. Number one, mm-hmm. how is this person approachable, right? You know, we mm-hmm. can identify that in a one hour conversation, right? And we also welcome them to come and visit us, you know, before they join too, right? So that way they know what we are and we give them the room so they can adjust, right? Mm-hmm. And that's number one. And second thing is, um, our some of the things I don't want to say in a place like this because we check what's their primary motive to change their employer. Mm-hmm. Is they not challenged enough, or are they not getting salary they are looking for? Mm-hmm. Those are the things we look at closely. Of course, everyone needs you know there is a there are two kinds, right? You know, one they always want uh, the change need to come with. One is uh, stay away from the status quo. Second mm-hmm. is a role change, like a management. Or I don't want to do management. I just want to be a developer. Or I don't want to mm-hmm. be like that. And the third one is dollars, right? You know, the salary. 
part. Mm. So all those things, we can categorize them very quickly and say, okay, this person is going towards this, right? And based on that, uh, you know, we try to gauge in our, I mean, most of them have that. And then the real uh, deal comes when HR talks to them about the salaries and all, Mm -hmm. with how they respond to some of those. Uh, And... uh, uh, that's how that's how we get there, right? You know, it's mm-hmm. it, it's uh, it's just uh, you know it's uh, hard to gauge every person the same way because personalities are different. So mm-hmm. we just make sure uh, if any hint of that, and it's not like we are underpaying them. We are we pay really, you know, compared to the you know the big companies, you know, mm-hmm. we pay, we pay these guys really well, and they usually get fifteen to twenty percent more than. Mm-hmm. And, and there is no reason for them to join such a small organization. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is that's what we respect about these folks leaving the companies like a big software development uh, powerhouses in the market to join us, right? Mm-hmm. It's all about <clears throat> so it's a, so it, it's a, and in in uh, sync with uh, especially are in conjunction with uh, their behavior, you know mm-hmm. the right. And uh, and also, we are working on a big uh, initiative now. We are going to the universities, partnering with the universities. And we are coming up with, you know, we are talking to them in terms of introducing our own curriculum. Uh, uh, basically, this curriculum would, uh, you know, will kick in, in the year three of their four-year degree. And we introduce our core skill sets make sure they are ready for some project. We make, you know, we take them as, in, you know, interns in our organization. And from the next year, we'll also have the soft skill training. So the way they can talk to the customers or anyone and communicate their uh, issues or their pointers, you know, without any difficulty. And mm-hmm. also use some of these Microsoft tools where they can prepare a PowerPoint, Word document, play with the Microsoft Excel, those kind of things. <clears throat> the way they are, uh, you know, versatile with the technology, people, and their core. Just mm-hmm. like an engineering program, but specific to our own. Right. So right. that's how we are. Uh, we are going to the universities in India. We are hiring people from there. And, uh, you know, and we just recently, we opened an office. Uh, we, all our offices are our own properties. So mm-hmm. that's how we go. Uh, and we opened our own office, which is, you know, 20,000 square feet office, uh, you know, uh, which is, uh, you know, recently opened in the month of uh, July. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, so it's uh, it's happening on that side of the, uh, you know, in, in India. And uh, so we, uh, that's how we focus on our, uh, and also when you see those premises, you will understand what I mean is it's like, it is not like a small office. <clears throat> we set up our office just like any other bigger player. Mm-hmm. And maybe it is better than some of the bigger players offices. Oh, so, wow. yeah, so we just want to create that environment. And uh, we we gave our resources. You know, we have a robot. People can program and play with it. And mm-hmm. even though our primary job is not uh, on the robots, mm-hmm. we want to play with uh, that robot. And also, mm-hmm. 
uh, they can write their own problem. We are on the ERP side, but you know, sometimes, you know, kids like that uh, coolness, right? So they wanted to play robots. I said, you know, let's take a robot and let them play. Mm-hmm. Right. So those kind of things we did. So uh, we are looking at the talent who really care about learning stuff. So mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's the key. So um, what, you know, you mentioned that you're investing in these offices, you know, there's like a, a debate, you know, some people are like, oh, work from home, you know, people can work from home. And then other people like, you know, let's say Elon Musk wants everybody back into the office. And they said, most people are not productive at home. So where do you stand in that? You know, what are your thoughts as a leader, you know, running a 350 uh, employee company? Mm-hmm. What has your experience been like and what, what do you prefer? Yeah, so um, that's a bit uh, touchy topic, but (laughs) (laughs) we have, uh, you know, after we opened, this is the background, right? Before July of this year, we were in two small offices where we asked them, we asked our employees to work from home. Mm -hmm. When we switched to the new office, we started asking them to come to work, Mm -hmm. you know, to start with, there are, <clears throat> so it's it depends on the type of job they are performing. If they are HR, mm-hmm. I ask them to come to work for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if it, they are in the staff or business, they need to be in there. And if they are working for a customer on their customer side, we ask them to follow what customer wants. Mm-hmm. Our main services team, we ask them to spend at least a half day, right? Because mm-hmm. some of the customers work in US time zones or UK time zones. We ask them to work from mm-hmm. there. And uh, my personal is we are, we go based on the business scenario, number one. Mm-hmm. But two, it is uh, end of the day, what customer wants is, as I said, you know, customer is our uh, uh, authority. <laughs> you know? Right. Which says, I need people in your office to protect our, um, uh, you know, uh, data or whatever. And the way we built our offices are we have a dedicated network and a dedicated access to the their rooms. Mm-hmm. And that is that can be managed by our customers. So uh-huh. who gets into that room or gets out of the room or the network, everything is managed by the customers. That way they feel safe because you are six or 7,000 miles away from uh, your customer. And mm-hmm. always a concern that how we you know, uh, run, uh, you know, like a offshore development center in India while we are in Houston, Texas, or California or somewhere, right? So mm-hmm. that uh, that's one of the concerns, right? You know, so we always take, uh, you know, there is no shortcut to it, customer, whatever customer wants. Mm-hmm. On the product side, we hired people. We want the innovation to happen only when they are in the office, right? Mm-hmm. So we want them to come and uh, you know sit in um, room, you know, just uh, have that uh, conversations uh, and make sure we do a you know proper job of uh, you know building these uh, products. <clears throat> and uh, and especially these kind of products are uh, they are flexible, you know. Mm-hmm. When the product is flexible, you have a lot of dif- difficulty behind to in the designs. So mm-hmm. uh, one small thing can mess up the whole 
numbers are a convert and we are migrating data and also we always made sure those guys are key and we defined very clearly that uh, they need to be working with the team mm -hmm. yeah i see so, uh, so that's a that's a mixed uh, stand we have uh, mm -hmm. and uh, customers are the that's the main thing yeah. people drive yeah. customers and employees <laughs> right absolutely so um let's talk a little bit about i guess uh the dark side <laughs> and what i mean by that is you know whenever people see a successful company right 350 employees you know they see all the like they see the uh they think it's an overnight success mm -hmm. but um there's a lot of i'm sure hardships and challenges that you had to overcome so can you share maybe like growth challenges that you faced and how you overcame that throughout the years? Sure. So, you know, this is, uh, you know, we started this in the year 2006, right? Pretty much 17 years, uh, we struggled a lot. There were many sleepless nights, you know, we worked and um, I can tell uh, sometimes, not sometimes, most of the time, it was easy 16, 17 hours work. You know, it doesn't go uh you know it, it it requires attention right you know a lot of attention so you can be successful right you know so the challenges are there are several challenges you know sometimes uh you know when we are dealing with the enterprise customers they think uh you know big big integrators will help and uh you know are there you know they, they may be right but it cannot you cannot generalize that way right mm -hmm. many projects uh, many many implementation projects where big players fail, and because it's not the it's not the organization, it's the people that matter really while you are solving someone's problems, right? Mm -hmm. and, uh, we were kind of you know kind of given uh, that you know cold shoulder that hey you are too small to play this project. Mm. I mean, you may not be as big as, I mean, I totally understand their part, right? You know, I, your revenue may not be as big as our project uh, dollar, mm. right? So those are the challenges we had while growing. And we never took it as a, um, like, you know, this is, this is really uh, stopping us. We never felt that way. I am sure we will get there one day is what uh, we thought. And now mm. people are, connecting and they are asking us to uh, provide some help, right? You know, that's a positive sign. Uh, mm -hmm. And it, it is definitely difficult. Uh, end of the day, everyone goes through, you know, end of the day, there is a human who is uh, a CIO or a CFO or a director who is putting his job online to give mm -hmm. uh, work to us. It's a smaller organization, not like Delights or Infosys. But the end of the day, we we showed we can do and people see that uh, testimonials and uh, that's where we are i mean the i think i i'm not sure if i answered your question but uh, that's what it was yeah you mentioned a lot of sleepless nights a lot of um in begin in the beginning you know being a smaller company you know trying to compete with the big guys and some of the customers not um really wanting to work with a smaller player. So I can see how those can be really challenging. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, you mentioned innovation earlier and the importance of innovation. You created, you know, many new products during COVID and many of them have been successful. Mm -hmm. How do you stay ahead of the curve 
you know, how do you kind of stay ahead of trends, industry trends, industry updates, you know, like what customers want and creating innovative products for them? Yeah, so, so far, I am lucky enough to know some of these problems because I am involved day to day to see these challenges. Mm. I I work as an architect at uh, bigger organizations as a con- consultant, of course, and I see the challenges. All these products we built are uh, the challenges we went through while implementing or while providing our services and understood, okay, there has to be a better way than what we are doing. And uh, so, and that's how we started our thought process. We built our patents, uh, got the approvals and all that. Uh, but uh, it's all uh, uh, under staying. Uh, so, you know, uh, we breathe in, breathe out ERP, Oracle, Cloud, or, you know, or any ERPs, SAP or whatever. You know, we, we always think about those things. And when you are involved, you know the gaps, right? Uh, by provider, like Oracle has, I mean, they can't give everything you need, right? You know, there, there are, there will be uh, that. That means it takes years to, not even years, decades to complete all their uh, gaps, right? So they leave it for uh, firms to help them. So we identify them on them, and uh, the team also knows. You know, hey, I see a gap here. You know, know, how do we fix it? Then we'll say, okay, let's go through the vetting process and see if it helps us or if it helps our customers. And I always tell my, uh, don't bring your dream world. Bring a problem statement of your customer and we'll try to solve. And Mm -hmm. we have to find out where, uh, how many of them are. You know, if it is one one customer, specific customer, it's not a project. It Mm -hmm. is support work or it's their own uh, they needed that you know custom project for them but we want to generalize the way we don't really start the whole thing again for another mm. right you know generalizing some of the guiding principles are very clear for us mm-hmm. that's how yeah we, we we stay in touch uh, we are all technocrats you know all our folks are no one has uh, in our organization except the hr and uh, some of the uh, folks in the staff augmentation, most of our team members are Oracle savvy, are the subject matter experts in this whole ERP. Mm-hmm. I myself nice. have that uh, from what uh, 20, uh, 29 years. So mm-hmm. that's how we, you know, that's how we fill the gap. And we always look at uh, the, uh, definitely the trends. You know, we, we go through different uh, companies updates and uh, the products that are coming from Oracle or SAP, where the gaps are, where mm-hmm. the, you know, these things we always watch. And uh, then we can tell if we can uh, continue, you know, have this product, uh, you know, ready uh, because there are, you know, it depends on the volume of your customers who are going through that journey. Right now, a lot of customers are trying to go through the journey of uh, cloud migration. So we are focusing on that. I see. Okay. And so um, any emerging technologies in the space that you're excited about? Yeah, it's a, you know, a lot of it is we are more around the ERP and, uh, you know, and integrating some of these, uh, you know, uh, 
chat gpts or open ai into this and get the insights from the uh, their application some of those things and also improve uh, some of these uh, mundane jobs right you know just to make sure this day to day stuff and we are you know those are the things we are uh, looking closely and incorporate this uh, you know chat gpts of the world or you know or any ai machine learning into all these erp uh, products we have uh, erp you know these products support the erp migration right so mm-hmm. that's what we are we are closely looking at it and we look at some of these and uh, and try to add value there that way we can reduce some of the some of the uh, you know you need to yeah end of the day our goal is to save uh, you know money and time for the customer customer mm-hmm. need you know they have to focus on their business uh, to get to that we need to go uh, when they are in a situation where they are moving away from uh, on premise to the cloud uh, you can augment that and reduce their cost and time by 30 to 40% we can definitely help when you're managing a big enterprise like this mm-hmm. with so many people what are sort of like the key performance indicators that you guys really monitor closely in your business so the the key kpis we look at uh one of them uh you know number one utilization you know we just make sure everyone is utilized efficiently number one number two uh our we have this um <clears throat> we look at the customer as our top priority and uh, you know the customer uh, inputs from the customer so we always have uh, you know a questionnaire you know like how we are doing and we take those and uh, you know we should be getting you know it should be improving on a quarterly basis and make sure customer is satisfied and customer engagement right you know it's very important for us to engage with the customer more often and uh, also end of the day to run an organization you need to show, make sure your numbers are you know helping you to go forward versus uh, follow are there any like tools and software platforms um that you guys use that are just integral to you know the operation of your business yes um basically we do use um you know standard uh, erp products Mm-hmm. Um, uh, these products help us they come up with their uh, kpis so we mm-hmm. always uh, look at those and uh, you know end of the day you know your profit and loss balance sheets and then uh, you know the ticket volume and um, and coming from a specific customer or a specific department or uh, how we are uh, supporting our staff augmentation requests from our customers you know having those uh you know how how often uh, we are you know missing uh mm-hmm. is uh you know request from the customer because there is so much competition out there you know you need to and these are by division uh, so our line of business is uh, one is a uh, one is products and make sure our sprints are met on a timely basis that's one second one is on the staff augmentation how many uh, requests we received and how many we fulfilled how is our uh, interview process for those mm. so at, at the same time on the support side how many tickets are coming and where are we lacking and why is this ticket repeating multiple times and uh, looking at those and bring the innovation into it and say okay these are the challenges we have we need to fix all of them 
right? Mm-hmm. You know, core root problem versus uh, just band-aiding, you know, band-aiding that uh, on, a, mm-hmm. on a frequent basis. I see. So you mentioned um, high uh, like monitoring the tickets. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else that you do to really ensure like high levels of customer satisfaction and just retention? Yes. So we are lucky enough so far. Uh, in all these years, we didn't even lose uh, any customer. Mm. That's wow. uh, one uh, good thing. It, it all comes uh, comes with, and we when we go meet our customer, we never ask for business first. We ask them how are the things, and that's simple, right? We will never do the you know because when you get into that mode of seeking business, then they look at you as a sales guy. Mm. You are you want to be their true partner and just talk to them uh, about you know the challenges they have and things like that they i mean once they start seeing and you provide uh, the inputs right you know mm-hmm. this this may help this may not help uh, you know some kind of details and we may not know from the external side we may not know all the challenges they go through but we give some pointers and uh, anything related to the processes or anything related to the systems all those we provide and we try to meet our customers at least once a month, just mm-hmm. sure understand uh, what they are going through. Versus, mm-hmm. have this new product. Do you want to buy? That's it. They turn off. <laughs> they mm-hmm. will turn off my call next time. They'll silence it and say, "Have this guy." Mm-hmm. Okay. So right. yeah. So that is that is the level of uh, <clears throat> uh, our relationship. You know, we always mm-hmm. look at how we can. And business comes automatic when they see the value in you, and they, you know, they will come and say, "Hey, we are looking at this help. Can you guys come and help us?" That's mm-hmm. it. Right. So don't be obvious about uh, you know seeking business. It will come if they like you. Otherwise, they don't. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the level. Uh, I mean, uh, we operate yet. So it's not like a, you know we don't go there. Hey, we have new product. Do you want? And we mm-hmm. even uh, on the product, some of the products, as I said, they can download, try it for three weeks and say, I like this product. We don't even send an email communication. If they like it and they feel it, they take it, right? Mm-hmm. And don't bug them with uh, this, uh, hey, you downloaded this. Can you, do you want to purchase? We never made a phone mm-hmm. call for customers. It has to come from them. Ah, I see. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, so that's the... That's the relationship we are really looking at, not like, a, you know, these are my sales metrics I need to meet and uh, I need to make this this much for our quarter. And mm-hmm. that gives you some some sort of sanity, right? You know, you mm-hmm. are pressured to make uh, this. And that's how our, uh, we didn't lose any of our customers. Mm-hmm. They see us as partners, yeah. Mm-hmm. More than a vendor, they always mm-hmm. seek us help if they need, but we mm-hmm. never other them with them. but we are always in touch with them mm-hmm. and, or, you know everything is going well for them and we always send uh, uh, our uh, review of our resources or our projects how they are going and all. so that way they are aware of it and we are also we also prepare on our end what's happening from a delivery perspective or uh, things like other product perspective if any mm-hmm. are coming we tell them we are using 
look at these product uh, new new changes that are coming in you may like it you know that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and that's the, that's the model we follow more mm-hmm. yeah that, i think that's powerful because you know common knowledge you hear is you know it's um easier to upsell a client you know you can generate a lot of revenue from current clients and so you have these sort of uh, account executives you know that have a quota like you mentioned that they need to meet and so they feel a little pressure to make the calls to the clients kind of like be a little superficial and then try to get into oh well we have this new product we have this new service you know um you know what do you want to talk more about it and so now just by doing that, they're now seen as a vendor, you know, uh, because a partner, a true partner wouldn't like, you know, just outright sell them. You know, they might suggest it like, hey, you know, like, hey, here's a problem. What do you think we can solve or do to solve it? But um, yeah, it's it's not like aggressively prompting it. So yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense and why, you know, you don't have uh, any t- turnover. You know, with yeah. your clients, any terms. So that's great. Yeah. Um, you mentioned like you update your clients and your partners pretty regularly. Like, how often do you update them, and how do you guys normally update them? So uh, <clears throat> our management, all you know, this is how our management works. They meet our customers on a monthly basis for at least hour or two, mm-hmm. and. Uh, understand our performance deficiencies if we have any and acknowledge those after that and uh, work on it and come back and say next meeting that issue need to be you know clearly mentioned that we we solve this problem and you should be okay now that is how i mean we definitely talk about the uh, pointers and the progress we made sometimes it may take longer than a month because of the type of problem, right? Some, you know, those, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, we go update them and say, this is what we are uh, really trying to, uh, so understanding their problem statement. A lot of times our standard question to our, uh, you know, clients is what makes you sleepless apart from your other person? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we take those serious problems, right? Some of them say, hey, my my numbers are not accurate. Uh, there is some, you know, it, the, my mind close takes more than a, a week. How do I fix this issue? Uh, and I have a, a stipulation to close in three days. So how do I get there? So these are the challenges we look at. And and a lot of times what we do with our customers is proof of concepts, mm-hmm. right? You know, you know, I mean, I can tell 101 things on a PowerPoint. And you know, sell it to the customer saying, Yeah, this is what we will do. But the way we do is we do the proof of concept and show them this, how we will take you from here to there without any contract. Mm. Even write a contract with the customer that goes with the, you know, that's the trust we have on our customers. Word scenario, they may say, Thank you, we learned a lot. Uh, we'll do it on our own. But end of the day, that good faith is always there, it will come back one day. Mm-hmm. Next, right. right yeah that's how i mean there are so my thought process there is i can spend a lot of uh you know cash on the sales reps versus i can spend on my customer proof of concepts and mm-hmm. make it comfortable and they take it from there and if they like it they use it if they don't it's a you know failed sales setup 
right? Mm-hmm. Which is, and we uncover a lot of things during that process, right? It's not just their problem. We also identify the gaps on our systems and also the ERP we are supporting. Mm-hmm. That's how we look at it. Yeah, it's a different way of looking at things because I'm a, you know, uh, you know, solution architect. So I want to run it in a way it is win-win for both the customer and us, not just our own uh, sell something which that doesn't which doesn't fit their uh, need. Mm-hmm. So that's uh that's the partner, you know, path we chose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the part where you mentioned. Mm-hmm helping them outline where they're currently at and where they need to go. Mm-hmm. Because I think, you know, often with uh, service providers, product providers tend to forget, just look at the features like, oh yeah, it's going to do this, this, and this, but it's nice to have a map of like all the things that people need to do to get to the destination. And mm-hmm. so when you take a vision approach like that, you know, a long-term vision approach, you kind of lead the you know the partner towards that vision and so they they kind of feel like you're part of the journey you know uh, with them and you're you're right there by their side versus just hey this is what we're going to do and it's done so i like uh, i like that mm-hmm. um so what advice do you have for let's say companies that do similar things to you but they're on the smaller side you know they don't have 350 people with this uh, new investments and these, you know, nice office buildings, you know, say they have like 10 employees, 10 to 25 employees, you know, they're still trying to grow, you know, looking back, you know, to your own experiences, what, what advice would you give them? Yeah, my, this is how I thought, you know, a lesson is learned from the past, but I never carry that baggage going forward. Very simple, right? Every day, you know, we learn something, we keep it. Uh, and uh, basically, you have to, when you learn something, you need to execute the correction, right? Number one. The second thing I always look at uh, is, uh, you know, when you go through a tough phase, you go through it, right? You know, but end of the day, n- never give up, right? You know, if, if you start giving up, you won't be, you don't want to do a business. Right, you want to go join somewhere as a full-time employee and work with, uh, you know, look, look for a secure paycheck, and uh, that's that's more important. Never give up uh, in a business. You know, it will come. It will. It takes time, and but learn everything and see all the details you can see. <clears throat> you know, you lost a project, right? Where did you lose the project? What really caused? What did? What's the mistake we did? Uh, and uh, what are we close to reality or far away from the reality or uh, you know these kind of things what, what are our strengths first you know like uh, you know for a smaller organization like that they always have the you know if someone opened an organization a company they are specialized in their subject matter right mm-hmm. so when you have that you know you will get it one day you know in the beginning you were uh, business angle may not be that high you know you don't look at uh, the numbers and everything you you want to gain customers in the beginning and do it with whole heart don't don't worry about money as you know just make sure i mean i <clears throat> i worked 
till 2017 at customers while I am running the shop. Mm. And uh, <coughs> excuse me. Mm. Because I wanted to make sure I am not burdened to the company. Mm. And I took what is enough to live my life. I didn't take anything more than that. Mm. And go back and invest into the company and start seeing what you want to see. There are always dream works you want to bring in. So spend back into the company uh, and uh, not worry about uh, you know, keeping them in a savings account. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, there is nothing wrong about it. You can have some money left. So the way I always plan in the beginning is uh, have your work. I, I used to work on my own. I go to the customers and work. That's how I used to get work. And then I used to extend the team. So two things are happening. One is I am on the ground. Second mm -hmm. thing is I am making my you know, my living from that, not taking anything from the company and invest back into it and save something for six months. You know, basically, <clears throat> if you keep your money for six months, you can run with uh, your family with the six months with the bank account you have. We are okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, and we have, I feel I have the skill set to go back and make that money anytime if I don't want to be in the business, right? You know, because I have the knowledge and I have the courage to do it again. So I never worried about uh, the failure. Mm -hmm. I never give up. That's my personal. And make sure <clears throat> you have enough um, uh, to run for six months and you know invest back into the business. Don't keep it in uh, some some other investment and just leave what you believe in. Right. So mm -hmm. that's. I mean, those are the things I strictly took to the heart. And uh, whatever I make from this company, I'm keeping back. To and uh, investing back into the innovation of the products. That's how from a services company, <clears throat> we reached to this because we invested back into the products. Mm. And uh, that's, that's the key. And, you know, these problems will not last longer, maybe six months or a year. But after that, you may mm -hmm. come back. You learn something from there. It's not mm -hmm. the failure. It's just, it's the tough time you if you can handle. And one, one other thing I learned, I mean, I was reading an article. I was surprised by that fact. So most of the small businesses close in five years. I mean, that's the statistics I read and one. Mm -hmm. I was just going through a magazine and if someone can go through a cycle of five years, that means they can survive. My mm -hmm. first two five years was to survive in the business. Mm -hmm. And then you have seen enough, enough tax cycles, mm -hmm. enough, uh, uh, you know, geopolitical things, uh, you know, even the financials, right, you know. <clears throat> All those things, you know, the financial meltdown, several things can happen in those five years. If you can survive in one cycle of five years, you mm -hmm. see most of the stuff. And if you survive that five year, I mean, I was trying to stay alive for that five years as a business. Mm -hmm. Learn many things during that time. That's mm -hmm. the that's the key I felt is, uh, you know, some of these articles help us, right? You know, they, somebody writes. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
That is so awesome. Krishna, this has been a real pleasure getting to really learn about your story, your business, and the lessons that you've uh, just kind of went through. Where can our listeners just learn more about you and your uh, company? I'm sorry. Sorry, I didn't get that question, sir. Yeah, uh, where can our listeners learn more about uh, you and your company? Sure. Yeah. So we we are uh, we have our own website. It's uh, software.com. That's one. We are on LinkedIn. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. Uh, and uh, general Google may give us uh, under some of the products and services uh, we provide. Uh, and uh, and you may see a lot of these, uh, you know, uh, LinkedIn and things like that. Give us, give them um, our uh, events, our uh, basically employee engagement programs, what we do, how we work, right? And all this, yes. Awesome. Great. Thank you so much, Krishna. I really appreciate it. Thank uh, you. Great having you on. And thank you, everybody, for listening or watching. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye now. Thank you.